Shumrabyug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sherlock. Sure listen, the podcast that takes a pop culture. Sherlock, sure listen. 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 Merry Christmas, one and all. I know there's two weeks left, but we're going to take our Christmas break after this. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Seasons, wishes and best greetings to... But sure, look, Benjamin, we don't have time for any of that. Because no. I have seen a couple of... Th- don't talk during my bit, Ben. That's the one rule. The one rule is I get to do this bit. Benjamin, I've yeah. seen Wednesday... Mm-hmm. with your favourite actress and mine, Jenna Ortega. And I've seen, a bit belated, but it's just come out on streaming, I've seen the film A Smile. Oh, Smile. Oh, that's what it's called in Spanish. Uh, yes, absolutely, Michael. And if that wasn't enough, and it really, really isn't um, not, this no. year for a, for a full old episode, Michael, we're going to be taking a look at the Mickeys. It's the fifth annual Mickeys, ladies and gentlemen. A chance for us to talk to everybody about... You know, what we liked this year, what we didn't like this year. What we liked so. this year, what we didn't like, what disappointed us. Not everybody, Ben, only a Not couple a, of hundred people. Only a couple of hundred folks, Michael. But sure, look, I think it's the same couple of hundred most weeks, so at least it's not the ether. Benjamin. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of existential dread, I've seen the TV show Wednesday. Very good, Michael. Is it chock full of existential dread? So much existential dread, Benjamin. Benjamin, here's a little fact for you. Do you like facts? Uh, I do. I love a good fact, Michael. I have a little fact for you. Wednesday is Netflix's most popular streaming television programme ever. That is fucking mental. Isn't that mad, Benjamin? It has somehow crest. It has ridden the wave of the crest of inexplicable Wednesday popularity. Uh, I, I, I kind of understand the appeal of Wednesday. Go as on. a character, Go she's, on, a very, she's a very outside appealing character, isn't she? She's she's kind of the inner voice of many people who suffer under the yoke of hell as other people. You know, very very good, yes. And I think I think she's the little imp of the perverse that's like, oh man, I'd love to. Do you know what? I'd love to throw piranhas in your bathtub and watch them eat you. And she she just goes and does it. A little science fact for you, Ben. They wouldn't. Uh, no, they probably wouldn't, Michael. They they don't go for that. They don't go in no. for all that. No, no, the danger, the danger uh, caused by piranhas is much over-exaggerated by media. Media. It's classic, it's classic uh, big fish tank, Michael, trying to, trying to make you hate a beloved micro-predator. Just freaking people out about bloody sharks, piranhas, quicksand, Benjamin. Don't let, I wouldn't go near a desert for years. I tell you what, Michael, I tell you what, I was lied to in my youth. I thought quicksand was going to be a much bigger problem in my 30s. I'm telling you, very, very little impact on my life, Benjamin. Mushrooms, I was scared of mushrooms as a child. They were, gonna, they were going to mess with my mind, Michael. Well, Benjamin, I watched an episode of The Wind in the Willows where Mr. Badger ate some mushrooms. Look, that's neither here nor there. We're talking about Wednesday. Yes, Benjamin, sorry, Wednesday. The, the most popular programme that Netflix have ever pulled out. And I tell you what, it's all right. <laughs> Is it all right? Some it's all right. Stuff? Yeah, it's all right. It's, I mean, I think you're right. It's the title character and the memeability of the title character that is really selling this more yeah. so than the show itself. I, I, I would have imagined that was the point. I mean, Jenna, Jenna Ortega, so hot right now. So hot right now, Benjamin, on TikTok and Instagram. 
Gwendolyn Christie, so hot right now. So hot right now, Benjamin, very tall. And she said it was the first time she ever felt beautiful on camera. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? She must have been like, are you please, you're not going to ask me to play a big giant mannish woman, are you? And they said, no, no, you'd be like a lady. You'd be a lady? Yeah, I had a theory, Benjamin, that because they don't seem to emphasise her being freakishly tall for the first time I've ever seen her in something. Well, that's good, isn't it? Well, I think the con... I I had a slight feeling the idea of casting such a tall lady as the headmistress was to make the adult actors who are playing kids feel a bit smaller. That's that's a good theory. I like that. I'm not sure if it's true. Okay. But when you have 20, 21-year-old Jenna Ortega playing, I don't know, Wednesday was always supposed to be about 13, but it seems like they've aged her up here to about 16, 17. Yeah. But, but even then, um, having someone who's much physically taller than the kids, in inverted commas, does help sell the illusion that they are kids. Oh, absolutely. This is the first time I go looking at all the promo. It's the first time I've believed that an American high schooler is a high schooler and been surprised that she's not actually 16. No, no, she's in her 20s, I think. Well, Benjamin... Uh, Jenna Ortega looks very young. She's very childlike. It's a very... It, there's lots of makeup going on, you see. Benjamin, ah. I'll tell you what, though. Yeah. The show itself, Benjamin. Have you ever seen the television network, the CW? Yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah, it could be on that if you wanted. C-dubs. It's a very CW show. Go on, tell me more. Well, there's people. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's cliques and there's people with hidden problems. and people Oh, no. With, you know, it, it could be Riverdale. It could be The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Witch. It could be bloody anything. It could be any of those CW programs. It's not a notch above them. Maybe, no. Ben, in terms of casting. Mm. Uh, it because follows that classic uh, that classic CW formula of everybody's got something going on. Exactly. Everybody's got something going on. What's everybody's secret mystery and who's the attractive person playing them? It, that's the most important thing for the CW. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what is it like on the fuckability scale? Mm? What is going on? Mm-hmm. Is everybody very attractive? Yes, good. Carry on then. Tell us a good. generic story. But um, this has the advantage of A-list casting, you see. Ah, uh, uh, Gwendolyn Christie, so hot right now. Gwendolyn Christie, it's got Welch Monica Bellucci, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yes, it is a Welch Monica Bellucci. That's a very good shout, Michael. Thank you very much. It's just combining a woman that she looks like and where she's from. And, Benjamin, it's got uh, Mexico's Luis Goodman. Luis Goodman. Guzman. Guzman. Is Luis Guzman from Mexico? I don't know if he is or not. Is that going to get us in trouble? You're going to get us in trouble? He might be from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico... He might um, be. I don't, I don't know on. where Luis Guzman is from, Benjamin. He's not in it very much, though, to be honest. The parents are sidelined a bit by having her go off to school. That was the purpose, though, wasn't it? It was just to have a Wednesday show. To have a Wednesday show, yeah. It's he, all right. You know, it's good. It's all right. You were right, Michael. He's from Puerto Rico. I thought he might be from Puerto Rico, Benjamin. Yeah. Look, you shouldn't yes. ad-lib where people are from. especially It, does, if you it actually, doesn't end well. No, especially if you know they're from Puerto Rico, apparently. Yeah, I don't know why you went... Ah, sure, look, to each their own, Michael. Go on, tell me a little bit more about this, Michael. Did you enjoy it? Have you been enjoying it? It's all right. It's all right. That's the best I can say about it. It's all right. It's not It's it's not great. It's not terrible. It's quite memeable. Quite memeable, Michael. It sparked quite a controversy on the old, on the old TikTok. Benjamin, I don't give a flying shite about okay. TikTok controversies. Right, tell us about it so I can fair. No, it's too it. late now. You said no, you don't no, give I'd a like shit about my TikTok controversies. Is it about gay baiting, Ben? No, it's nothing about gay baiting, Michael. 
It's very interesting. So uh, the neurodivergent community, Michael, that being those on the autistic spectrum and or Asperger's and or ADHD, they love TikTok, Michael. 30 second content, one minute content. What's not to love? Just going to cut across you there. I don't believe Asperger's is in the diagnosis manual anymore. Is it not? I don't believe it is. But anyway. Well, flip me sideways and call me a dirty, bloody, philandering son of a gun. I bloody would, Ben. Any weekend I'd call you that. Yeah, any weekend. Any weekend I'd it took your fancy. Flip you up over. <laughs> I'm fucking sick of Mick flips. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so anything to do with neurodivergency, Michael, it's quite interesting because a lot of the community have taken to Jenna Ortega's portrayal as something that is very, 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 very autistic. Go on, yeah. Um, as in Wednesday, as a characterization, displays many of the markers of autism. All right, she's never blinking. Um, and she's become incredibly popular, Michael, um, with the, the normies, as the internet would call them. Um, okay. And many of the autistic community have taken to this and said, ah, uh, yet another reminder that people enjoy me from afar, but don't actually understand the difficulties of dealing with somebody with autism up close. So they feel that, yes, it's very good portrayal, but it's a very um, watered down portrayal of the, the downsides of autism. Hmm. I don't know if she has autism, though, does she? She doesn't. You see, this is the thing, Michael. This is the thing. Yes, absolutely. In your head canon, Wednesday might be autistic, but it's never directly claimed in the series. Didn't we have this exact conversation like three years ago about Drax the Destroyer? I think we did, yeah. I think we did. Mm. She's just a dark little child, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played by an adult actress, though. By an adult actress. Yeah, very interesting, Michael. Very interesting. Mm, Mm. Pretty good. Anyway, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's... it's odd that it's it's certainly not on the back of the strength of the show that it is the most watched thing of all time. It's on the back of the popularity of the idea of the character and the popularity of the main actress and the memeability of the show itself. That's what's really driving it. Jenna Ortega is so hot right now. So hot right now, Benjamin. But I wouldn't begrudge you the success because it's not no. terrible either. It's let like a have good it. CW show. I think we're in the process of cancelling Tim Burton, but let let them have it. Ah, uh, Sherlock, you can't cancel Tim Burton, Ben. He probably wants to be cancelled. He's so spooky. He's a real spooky guy. If he cancelled, uh, if he survived the Demon Barber of Fleet Street, what was that called, Sweeney Todd? If he yeah. survived that, he can survive anything, Benjamin. What do you is mean? That, what, was, what was going on with that? It was rubbish. Oh, it was rubbish? That's interesting, yes, it was rubbish. Yeah, it was that rubbish. Was nearly, that was nearly a decade ago, Michael. So long ago, back when Johnny Depp was so hot. And the rest, Michael. That was, that was more than a decade ago. I was still in secondary school when that came out. When was that, Ben? Uh, that would have been 2010 was the latest I could have been in secondary school well I'll look it up for you there you you spin your wheels and you I'll look, look that up there uh, no Michael because we're on to your next thing and I haven't seen it it's smile Michael uh, what's the only thing worse than, than being forced to exist being forced to exist with a smile Michael a smile very, as they say in Spain very smile as they say they es do say in Spain hola donde esta esmile esmile Benjamin I'll tell you what I saw a smile the other day go on tell me more and it's a it's a film and it's coming to get you. There's a smile monster and it's coming to get you. I hope you're uh, ready. Not a not a smile monster, Michael. Now, when I watched the trailer for this, Michael, it struck me as very much in the vein of the classic horror film. Now it follows. Yes, I was going to say, Benjamin, when I saw the trailer for this, I thought it would be like the classic follow, hit horror film. It follows, but I'll tell you what, though, it kind of isn't. It kind of isn't. Okay, go on. It's a little bit more the ring than it follows. Okay. So, 
do you want? Well, I'll get into spoilers, Ben. Uh, Let, let's uh, do it, Michael. This has been out for a while, so give me your for, give me your review. Hit me with both barrels, baby. I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna hit you with two barrels of opinion, mild opinion. First of all, Benjamin, <laughs> you know who's in it? Who? It's Billy Sosie Bacon in it. It's only Kevin Bacon's daughter. What? Yeah, yeah, Liz, little little bacon, little, little piglet, little nepo, baby. Yeah, little. <laughs> she's quite good though at acting. And you know who else is in it, Ben? Go on. The A Train is in it. The A Train. He's in it, yeah. Oh, look at him branching out from in, the boys. Branching out from the boys, and uh, and uh, the the is his name Beaver? What was his name in um, Veronica Mars? Anyway, it's a real B list cast, but they're all doing good work. Oh, it's putting great in stuff. a solid performance. So Ben, anyway, the plot of Smile, or as it's called in Spain, Esmile, Esmile. is um, that someone comes and they do, and they say, "Oh, this thing has been following me for a week, and every time I see it, it's always smiling at me." And then when they're around someone else, Benjamin, they suddenly start smiling themselves and then they do a suicide. Oh, no. And then the trauma of the doing the suicide passes the curse or whatever on to the person who witnessed it. Okay. Interesting. And then the smile starts following them around. Oh, So it okay. feels more, it feels initially like it's going to be like an it follows sort of thing. But okay. then the, the smile monster itself keeps like jumping out and going ah boogly wooglies and you know it, it. you don't see the smile monster but it takes on the form of the people that you saw killing themselves for example okay so it's a little bit more the ring in the sense that it's coming for you and your time is going to be up soon and can you research the past quickly enough to find out what has caused it and find a way out of it right and then and- that's obviously what the the plot is where where young Kevin Bacon's daughter Sosie Bacon is going. I would love to find out what's going on here. And, I swear to it, God, you! I swear to God, you were saying saucy bacon. I mean, that's yeah, that's her name. S O S I E. That is saucy bacon, buddy. That's her name. That's the woman's name. That's the woman's name. I can't help it. He named me. He obviously came to Ireland, had a breakfast roll, and went. You know what? This would be a great name for a daughter. Yeah. That is one hundred percent her name, Ben. Just in case you want to look that up, I'm not. No, no, I, I, I believe you. It's just <laughs> her name is saucy bacon. Uh, okay. So, it's not. It's not a joke. That's just that lady's name, and it's only funny in Ireland. It's, Benjamin, it's quite funny. Yeah. yeah. So I tell you what, her, she's great mates with Annette Curtin. Benjamin, I tell you what. <laughs> what? Yeah. What am I saying? Anyway, yeah, it's more the ring, in the sense of you know I've been exposed to a curse, and I'm going to research history and try and find out what caused the curse and see if I can stop it. But in the meanwhile, it keeps jumping out and scaring me. Why? Why does it keep jumping out and scaring people? Is that its that its job? Just well, it, it feeds on trauma, Ben. Oh, okay. So it just wants to cause as much possible trauma as it can. Exactly, because it goes. Mm, 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 I love this delicious trauma. A bit like Harvey Weinstein. A bit like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> okay, <laughs> winner of Bad Egg of the Year, multiple years. On multiple the, years. The annual. Year. We might give it again to him this year. We might do, Benjamin. I don't we know if he's just... particularly done anything this year, but uh... I might give it to him just the same. Is he in jail? No, he's not. Okay, he's well, still in the process of being sentenced. Anyway, yeah. It's good. It's a, it's not a bad horror film. I I was kind of expecting. I was kind of thinking this was the year of horror horror's renaissance in the mainstream. It did seem there, to have a, a few hits. There were a few big horror hits this year. Uh, Smile being one of them, of course, and um, Justin Long's in the basement. What was that called? Barbarian. Barbarian was a big hit as well, and um, or in Spain, Es Barbarian. Es Barberianzi and um, Terrifier 2 was a big hit as well so you know was that was a, a hit? Big year. that was a big hit yeah 
it was a big uh, nope of course so it was a big year for horror so I really thought Smile was going to be but it, it felt like a kind of derivative combination of it follows the ring um, that kind of thing that's uh, no good no but it's good it's still a good film but it's 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 not the all time classic I thought it was going to be it was not the Babadook Benjamin Ah, uh, the Babadook is an all-time classic, Michael. Come here to me. What, what's the monster's deal? Full spoilers here. What's what's well, the, the story? Ma- with I've it? pretty much explained it to you. That's it. It just where does it come from, though? It leaps about from tra- trauma to some suicide to suicide, causing suicides. So it's trying to get into you to make you do a suicide in front of someone. And how do you stop it? Well, you don't. Oh, you don't. It's just one of those yeah. inevitable suiciding things. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, one of the one of my problems with it was I was watching it thinking, you know what, Sam and Dean Winchester would solve this in an episode. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that might be a job for the Winchester boys. You know, the Winchesters would probably solve it in an episode, or Buffy would take an episode and figure it out. You know, oh, Buffy would take about half an episode to figure it out, <laughs> and then half an episode to actually take care of it. Buffy would do it in the cold open, then. Yes, exactly. <laughs> quick stake um, to the heart an ancient weapon of some kind and a Giles glasses tilt yeah uh, indeed he would say anyway it's still good though I still liked it it wasn't my favourite horror film of the year but uh, it was still quite good speaking of your favourite things of the year Michael welcome oh, very good very it's the, good it's the 5th annual Mickey's Michael the 5th annual Mickey Awards who would have known when we accidentally started this 5 years ago we would still have the 5th annual Mickey's I don't know if we did it last year did we I don't know. I can't remember. I don't think we did. So <laughs> yeah, technically, it's, weird. technically, it's the fourth annual Mickey's. But last year was a disaster. Yeah, look, look, last year had the worst thing. The best thing about last year was that it was over. Yeah, I mean, I quite enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. Every year that I survive, I'm pretty happy about. You know. Yeah. Very um, good. But compared to me, Michael, we have a few different categories to wake our way through. So let's start with the with the fan favorite, Michael, the the top dog, I suppose, and Go the on. thing we review most here: films. Let's just do the opposite of every award show in history and start with the big hitter. Start with the big hitter. You can tune out after this, ladies and gentlemen. What does it matter? What does Very it matter? good, Benjamin. Very um, good. So I suppose what we should probably do is on. mention a couple of uh, a couple of faves without giving away our favourite. Oh yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. So we could mention a couple of faves, a couple of things that we enjoyed during the year. And Benjamin, just for the listeners to know, we're doing two divisions in film because of the nature of this very podcast. We're going to do favourite film of the year. Yeah. And if it so happens that our favourite film of the year happens to not be a comic book film, then we're also going to do favourite favorite comic book film of the year. Yeah, that sounds good. Does that make sense to everybody? Yeah. Does that make sense? Very good, then. All right. Benjamin, do you want to start or will I start? Michael, you start. You're a man with far better opinions than I. I wouldn't say I have better opinions than you, Ben. I've just, you know, spent a bit more time thinking about them. I watched a lot of horror <laughs> this year. Yeah. yeah. A good amount of horror. I saw Hellraiser. I saw Halloween. I saw bloody... What was the one we were just talking about? B- bloody... Smile. Esmile. Esmile, as it's called in Spain. I saw Morbius Benjamin, the most horrifying film of the year. Okay. But, 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 I think my favourite horror film of the year was Barbarian. Go on, tell me more. We, we reviewed it only a few weeks ago. But it was a nice combination of horror and the unexpected. Now, 
the problem, the big problem with it, uh, the big problem with a lot of films these days is the big scary monster creature at the end turned out to be visually almost identical to the big scary monster creature in Smile. Uh, it's just a big grey thing, is it? It's just a big, nudie, scary woman. Is Cinema that what it is in going- Smile? Yeah, cinema's going through a phase of being terrified of big, scary, nudie women. Like big, huge, tall, scary, nudie women. Why? I don't know, Benjamin. I, d- I think that's why we need Gwendolyn Christie and Elizabeth Debicki to hold back the tide of people being scared of tall women. Elizabeth Debicki? Yeah, Elizabeth Debicki. Famous tall woman. Sassy bacon and a couple of bickies. <laughs> <laughs> Not Elizabeth the Biscuit, Ben. Okay. Elizabeth the Bicky. She's from England, Benjamin. She was in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. She's currently Along- playing Princess Diana on The Crown. Alongside noted actress Gwendolyn Cup of Tea. Ah, oh, very good. Anyway, that was probably my favourite. Uh, oh, oh, no, it wasn't. Sorry. Because my fav- my personal favorite Ben, do you want to tell us about any of your films of the year before we? we talk about my uh, a lot, a lot of mine are a lot of mine are comic book based, Michael. So I'd, I'd have to hold off. The one that I saw that that kind of really wowed me, as it were, Michael. One of them was Everything Everywhere All at Once. I quite oh, enjoyed that film. A very good film. That was a good L film. It doesn't take my top spot, Michael. I, I have I, I have in the past, Michael, been accused of recency bias. You have, Benjamin. Quite recently, actually. Quite recently, as it happens. Um, and I would say that that's a fair cop. Uh, yeah. I, I, have, I have a very short-term retention of things and usually most recent wins. Um, I saw that one everywhere, all every, everything everywhere all at once and I thought that was a film that really did stuff that I haven't seen in films before. Uh, you know, a multitude of different styles, phenomenal special effects, really bizarre sense of humor, um, you know, and a very heartfelt message that never made me kind of go, ugh, cringe. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The whole family love thing ended up being very well handled in that film. Yeah, I think it went really well, you know, as a concept. Another film that I really enjoyed this year, far more recently, Michael, was See How They Run, um, which we didn't review on the podcast, but that was I, the Sam yeah. Rockwell, Saoirse Ronan gig oh is that been and gone it's been and gone it's very good where sam rockwell's a, a detective and he's a he's a, a he's a london copper right and sir sharon is an irish copper and it's it, very good oh um, i missed it yeah i really enjoyed that it was really good it's out on streaming michael you can find it in a few hmm. different places yeah yeah, yeah. Um, another film I, that uh, go on sorry are you no go on i'm go on i'm done Another film from, from this year that I really enjoyed and kind of came out of nowhere and surprised me. Again, a horror again, Benjamin. Horror. It was a horror year for me. It was Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I didn't see it, Michael. Benjamin, and I wanted it, to see it. It didn't appeal to me. Right. Conceptually. The trailer didn't appeal to me. The concept of, you know, Gen Z influencers being killed off in a, in a mansion... I would have thought that was your ideal Saturday night, Michael. Only bloody if I was doing it, Ben. <laughs> Taking them down a peg. TikTok this, you son of a bitch. But no, um, it didn't really appeal to me. And I, I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did. And I really, really did enjoy it. Now, they lured me in with, um, what's his name? The tall, handsome fellow, Lee. Cup of tea. Lee Cup of tea. Lee Cup of tea. Uh, Lee Pace is Lee Pace they lured me in with Lee Pace and Maria Bakalova um, but that yeah I really enjoyed it Bodies 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 was an excellent film 
thoroughly enjoyable. Not Very quite enjoyable. my film of the year, though, Ben. Not quite your film of the year, Michael. Mm. What, what, so I suppose that probably winds us down, Michael, too. What, what was your film of the year? Well, for me, Benjamin, my favourite non-comic book film of the year was Jordan Peele's Nope. That's a that's a very solid pick, Michael. Go on, tell me more about that. Nope was very good, Benjamin. Now, if you remember back to the beginning of the year. Go on. Cast your mind back. I don't want cast to, Cast it Michael. back there. It was a bad place. I don't want to go back. Okay. Yeah, look, you've had a tough year, Ben. But look, <laughs> I thought... I thought that Nope was specifically made to appeal to me because I have a particular grow for rainstorms and alien abductions and mysteries and there's something that particularly tickles my funny bone, Benjamin, about alien abduction stories where the people have a slight chance to fight back and maybe solve the mystery. That's always good, isn't it? it? It just appeals to me, Ben. And I was... Super excited about Nope. Go on. Because I thought the 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 horror stylings of Jordan Peele, him what did get out. Yeah, that, that there fellow that did that there got that out. There fellow that did get out, Benjamin, combined with my personal favourite genre of mm, one of my two favourite genres of horror. Aliens. Um, aliens. But not just aliens, al- specifically aliens abducting people in kind of spooky rural settings yeah I love it and then it turned out to be not about that at all no it turned out to be about can we do spoilers for nope Benjamin is it oh I think we're well within the territory of nope okay so I'm going to do a mild spoiler for nope then it turned out Ben not to be about aliens at all it turned out to be more akin to a cautionary tale about um treating nature responsibly and watching out for big spooky shark monsters that live in the sky in the desert. Which none of us saw coming. None of us saw it coming at all, Benjamin. And as a mid-film twist, it left me just personally so disappointed. (laughs) But I don't think I've ever made you laugh that particular laugh before, Ben. That was was a new one. (laughs) <laughs> that's my Oscar Wilde laugh that's yeah. my titillating Victorian tea spill laugh yeah that was very good <laughs> but um that's my laugh for what, 2023 I'm just testing oh, it oh no is that your new yeah. laugh for 2023 yeah. that's terrible it's my new one but Benjamin it, it was such a well made film and the performances were so good and by Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer particularly it, and it really drew me in and sold me on this experience which ended up being more akin to Shaw's or Tremors. Yeah, a real classic monster A classic movie. monster mash movie, um, including a weird German movie director. And it, the fact that it sold me on that, despite my own hype and excitement, uh, I think that's why I think it will be the most memorable film of the year for me. Phenomenal little bit of work there, Michael. Phenomenal little bit of work. From Jordan Peele mostly. From Jordan Peele mostly. Uh, nice reviewing from you though. Thank you. Good solid reviewing. Michael, my pick for movie of the year is without shadow of a doubt The Banshees of Inish Erin. Get um, up out of here with Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. With Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. Michael, no great fan of stage plays am I. 
No, you hate them, Benjamin. I tried to take you to one once and you said, I'm not going into the fucking theatre. I'm not going to a fucking theatre. What do you think I am? Some kind of theatre lover? I, I don't have to be quiet and if I make a scene, the actors will glare at me. I'm better than most of the people on the stage, Michael. Um, <laughs> and then you said, calm down. Calm yourself. Calm now. down. Um, and then we didn't go and I ruined I ruined the evening, Michael. I did. We went to see a film instead. We went to see a film instead and I still made a scene, Michael. Yeah, um, the actors didn't glare at you. They didn't glare at me. They would have, though, if they were there. But anyway, yeah. Michael, come here to me. What Aside from the fact that we've never attempted to go to the theatre together, I sometimes <laughs> find it very hard to stomach uh, theatre plays because, you know, theatre acting is a little bit over the top, Michael. But It's a heightened experience. It's a heightened experience, Michael, and you have to suspend that disbelief when you go on in there. But I find it quite tough sometimes. But this, mm. Michael, is a phenomenal thing because it's written by Irish playwright Martin McDonough. W.B. Yeats W.B. Yeats slash Martin McDonough and Martin McDonough is a master of translating his work to screen and what we got in this Michael is essentially a stage play in limited locations set on a fictional Aran Island Michael called Inish Aran very good and the pacing and the acting here made my jaw drag along the floor Um, he creates this amazing sinister tension from the start of the film and it carries its way throughout you never know exactly what's going to go wrong in it which I really enjoy there's not a single jump scare in the lot there's just a slow creeping dread is it horror? no it's not at all no it's just it's it's existentially horrific okay Um, I think I said to you Michael you wouldn't want to be an insecure Irish man going in there so I didn't really enjoy the experience to be honest it harrowed me um, because I am by definition an insecure Irish man very much so yeah yeah very much so and uh, you'd, you'd be you'd be coming out of a question and whether or not you know you had any friends and what the meaning of friends was and even, you what know what even is it what even is a friend you know such an amazing film Brendan Gleeson was astounding in it but I think the man who steals the show without shadow of a doubt is Colin Farrell he just plays this heartbreaking fool of a man and it's uh, it's phenomenal uh, Carter Burwell does the soundtrack for it the the visual composing of the shots the use of light the colour grading gorgeous stuff and like I said that tension carries you throughout the film and you're just dreading what's coming by the end it's it's a phenomenal film it's a phenomenal achievement and a really dark look at I suppose the Irish psyche and, and how it all pans out oh what a film no oh, I don't want to watch it now I don't I don't think I'm emotionally ready I don't think I don't think anyone is I think I think it wrecks you oh. Benjamin very good yeah not a great year not a banner year for comic book films uh, no, no, not not one of the best. No, in recent memory, um, I tell you, I didn't hate Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Nor did I. Not a bad film. No, yeah, not a terrible film. Um, but I think I I also didn't hate Black Adam. Okay, which I suspect you still haven't seen, and I like, haven't no seen. Would, no, no, no. No one would ever begrudge you that. League of Extraordinary Super Pets was all right, entertainment. I never got to see that one, Michael. How did you get to see that one? Uh, I don't know if it's officially out or not, so let's say I maybe haven't seen it. Uh, on the streamings, okay. I'm doing a big wink, Ben. I know, I can see it. I can see your big wink. 
Benja. Oh no. Old, old <laughs> Michael, a big winking. Oh. I'm not going to say your second name because we haven't said I, it in a while, and it's good yes, to keep us have. off the interwebs. <laughs> ben, Joel, I don't love. I like the fact that you can see my big wink. But look, that's neither here nor there. There's a far. There's a standout, easy winner for best comic book movie of the year to me. And I, I, what I wonder is, it is there a standout, clear, easy winner for best comic book movie of the year for you also? Uh, Michael, I, I did think I had mine picked fairly early on, um, and that was Suicide Squad. Or oh, go the, on. Was that not last year? I think it might have been last year, which is why it doesn't really work now. Yeah, um, I think that was last year. Which I've now deftly forgotten. It, it was. It was 2021. It was. That is very unfortunate for me, Michael. But um, I have to say, anything Marvel put out this year, I wasn't that into. Yeah, um, it hasn't been Marvel's best year ever, Benjamin. Let's just it, put it that way. It hasn't been Marvel's best year ever, and we will put it that way. I enjoyed Werewolf by Night. Barely uh, a film. Although I think, yeah, that falls into the category of barely a film. Mm. Um, but yeah, I do think there is a clear winner. Okay, uh, let's we'll do, do a do countdown. A, yeah, we'll do a 3-2-1. We'll do a 3 after, two, one. after one, we'll say our film. Okay. Are you okay. going to say what you really think or are you going to try and do like a comedy bit? No, no, I'm going to say what I really think. Okay, I'll say what I really think too. We'll sacrifice the ch- the opportunity to do a comedy bit. Yeah. And just see if we agree. Ready? Cool. Three, Three, two, two one, one, the Batman. The Batman. Yay, okay. we did it. <laughs> okay, no comedy bit. But no just, comedy bit. Just two lads that agree with each other. I, I think, Michael, a clear winner across the board for even a best film category might be the Batman. Look, I didn't bring it up when I was talking about the earlier films because I didn't want to give it away. But it would have been in my top five films of the year, I would say. Yeah, easily. Easily one of the best films of the year. It was up there with Nope and The Batman and mostly horrors. And mostly horrors. I mean, it's probably one of the best depictions of Batman I've ever seen. Well... There haven't in been live many action. bad. De- there haven't been many bad depictions of Batman. In live no, I, I I wouldn't have said that. I just I I would have said this is one of the best. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I I think I saw it twice, even though it's quite long. I, I also saw it twice, it even times. though it's quite long. Yeah, and thoroughly enjoyed it. I like the kind of semi-realistic take on Batman. It's not a perfect film by any imagination. The final no. showdown I thought was a bit of a a damp squib. A damp squib, which is funny because it's about. A flood. Yeah, essentially. I mean, we, we did criticise it earlier on in the year, Michael, for, for having perhaps a tacked on fourth act. Yes. Um, it was a film that could have finished much earlier. Um, That's what they do. That is what they say, isn't it? And possibly suffered quite a bit from its fourth and over the top act, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, the act where it kind of became a comic book film. Yeah, I don't know why they pushed that so hard. But anyway, they did, and that's fine. Yeah, it was like, there's a murder mystery afoot, and can Batman solve the murder mystery? And it's twists and turns, and then it's like, yes, he can. He did solve the murder mystery, and he found the villain, and he said, oh, there's a fucking big, huge flood. Yeah, why don't we just do the, why, why don't we just do the second act of Dark Knight Rises and destroy Gotham in sections and have him deal with that? Yeah, that's good yeah. Yeah, for a for fledgling last- superhero. <laughs> For the last 45 minutes of a nearly three-hour film, for some reason. For some reason. Um, Look, Robert Pattinson proved everybody wrong and kind of smashed it. I supported him. You're you're very supportive of of Robert Pattinson. I thought Um, he could do it the whole time. Yeah, and I think he smashed it. I think 
Uh, Paul Dano made a pretty phenomenal Riddler. Yes. I think we'll never forgive James Gordon for plugging in that flash drive with no precautions taken. What was he um, doing? What was he doing? You don't just plug a flash drive into a computer that someone's given you. You just don't do that. That's not how I it would, works. I wouldn't even plug a flash drive into my computer that you gave me, Ben. If you said the audio for next week's episode is on this, I wouldn't even plug it in. No, that's probably a wise it. decision, Michael. <laughs> just smack it with a hammer. I'd virus bomb you. Yeah, I, I know mm. you would. Yeah, uh, but I think even the feel of that particular Gotham Zoe City... Zoe Kravitz, Ben. You forgot about Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Ben. I did forget about Zoe Kravitz. Very good Catwoman. Yes, very good. Very good Catwoman. I really enjoyed the the Gotham that they created. Like, I thought it was a very comic book accurate Gotham. I thought it had a nice feel to it. You really feel that sense of corruption in it. Um, mm. I think he was the best Batman I've ever seen in terms of movement and tactics. As well, um, like I enjoyed. So there's a few times where we get to see Batman kind of cut loose. Uh, one of them is, and he, you know, at the beginning of the film, he constantly takes the head-on approach mm. and thinks that that's the way to do it. And he kind of learns slowly over time that maybe if I was a a dark knight of the shadows, perhaps it might work a little bit better. better. And mm. we get to see that transition in film from you know head-on approach to cutting out the lights and using darkness. I think it was done really well. One of my favorite parallels is the first time he tries to take the Iceberg Lounge and the second time he tries to take the Iceberg Lounge. Mm, very good. Uh, you know, exact same, but very different approaches. I, I really liked it. I think Colin Farrell did a phenomenal job as Oswald Cobblepot. Colin Farrell wasn't in it, Ben. If Colin Farrell had been in it, I would have noticed. Yes, we all would have noticed, Michael. I think that was very, very good. I just think it was a great film. I think for a three-hour film, a nearly three-hour film, it flew by... Um, pun intended and uh, yeah it was just very good excellent Benjamin let's move on to very important to say this not worst film of the year just the most disappointing film of the year for us okay alright it's not worst film of the year because we could go for that for hours yeah it's the the one that most disappointed us for example Benjamin I was a little bit disappointed by Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because it wasn't really a Multiverse of Madness was it no it was Doctor, it was a couple Doctor of weird Strange, scenes exactly Doctor Strange and two other universes of inconvenience <laughs> yeah but that title wouldn't be as catchy in fairness considerably less catchy yeah that's and I issue. did find that disappointing, but the rest of the film was good enough. Yeah, that it carried on through, Michael. Mm. I Wakanda think so. For, Wakanda Forever left me a bit cold as well, Benjamin. Yeah, look, you were never going to get a great sequel to Black Panther without Chadwick Boseman. And I, I, I don't want to say that to disparage any of the actors that put their greatest effort into Wakanda Forever, but the fact of the matter is... Chadwick Boseman made the first film Mm. his unfortunate passing would have cast a giant shadow over the second film Mm. Um, and I just yeah I feel like it would have been very hard to to bounce back from that yeah it struggled because it was over long and the scenes the sincere scenes where they dealt with the loss of, of Black Panther were incredible and then the rest of it was quite silly and camp in places and you know, there was a weird, weird tonally that film. It just was a bit all over the place. Yeah, and I think, you know, weird tonally has been kind of the superhero theme of the year, Michael. Very much so, Benjamin. Um, um, 
Black Adam was exactly what I was expecting and maybe a tiny bit more. So well, that's that pretty did good all then. Right. Yeah, that did all right in terms of disappointing this in that it wasn't really. Yeah, okay. And Spider-Man Batman, Far ba- From Home? That was last year. Was it last year? What that the fuck is year. going on with time, Michael? Yeah, well, it just keeps progressing. It just keeps chugging along. Oh, man. I'm, I'm over was, here with the kind of early form of movie dementia. I think it was October, November 2021, Benjamin. My goodness. It was a year ago, a year and a bit ago. But I tell you what, it's, it, there's a clear and easy winner for the most disappointing comic book film of the year award for me. Yeah, I think we could do our 3-2-1 again and probably come up with the same answer again. Would you like to... Okay, Thor, Love Th- and Thunder. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, Thor, Love and Thunder. <laughs> now, again, Benjamin, this is our most disappointing film of the year, the most disappointing film of the year for us. And yeah. I think the fact that this podcast... And you and I, one of the things we most have in common is that we both thought Ragnarok was unexpectedly one of the best films we'd ever seen. One of the one of the finest films we've ever seen. Definitely one of the finest, if not the finest films in the MCU canon. Mm. It, and it probably stand the test of time more than a lot of them. Yeah, I think I think there's a rewatchability to that film that's phenomenal. Uh, but it, I mean. And I think because of the success of that and because you replicated that experiment in getting Taika Waititi back on board, Tessa Thompson back on board, you know, the goofy Thor, himbo Thor back on board, I think we, we really expected a similar kind of feat of comic book movieing, and mm. it's not what we got. No, it's no use. Uh, it's not a good film and it doesn't no, it really hold isn't. up. Um, no. The second viewing didn't improve it for me. No, it made it worse. And made it worse. Yeah, because a lot of the humour on first viewing is kind of depending on your first viewing to catch you off guard. Like a goat just screaming at you. Like a goat just screaming at you, which is funny once. Funny once, like a young Taylor Swift. I don't know if I'd make it the whole film. Um, Exactly. And then I think, you know, one of the things that we saw a little bit after that was one of the deleted scenes, which with a much more heartfelt Zeus. Hmm. Um, and I think that disappointed me even more because there's clearly two very different films that have been cut together here. Oh, or are there even? Or, is or there are just there a even? Mattering of weird, tonally different scenes. Uh, I mean, we'll never know, Michael. Um, mm. it, but all I can tell you is it feels like Taika Waititi gave up on this film very early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, even in and, interviews, he didn't seem to be that behind it. I, I, I can't see how he would be, Michael, because. It's not great work, and it's not what we've come to expect from Taika Waititi. Still one of my favourite actors and directors. Yeah, still. Doesn't doesn't change the fact, but very poor film, uh, yeah, Thor, Love and Thunder. Just a mismatched model, very disappointing. Yeah. Benjamin, let's move back on to more positive stuff and talk about TV. Go on. Um, a, one of my favourite... A favorite... very big year for TV. Huge. Huge. Huge year for TV, Benjamin. Huge year Wednesday. for TV. Uh, Wednesday, very good, apparently. No, it's all right. Uh, all right, apparently, but very popular. Uh, one of my one of my straight out the gate winners, Michael, was Peacemaker. Um, Peacemaker, Benjamin, I think easily the best comic book TV property oh, of the year, hands down, and that'll really grind the gears of a lot of Marvel fans. But the Marvel TV shows this year, Michael, have been meh. I think meh is even possibly a bit of a kindness to them. Probably, probably. But I think in terms of comic book films, you're not going to beat Peacemaker. Phenomenal film, brilliant acting. TV show, Ben. 
Uh, sorry, TV show. Uh, way more than I expected from John Cena. Um, yeah. Did you see him when he was playing the piano, Ben? He was doing a song. The range, Michael. The range. The absolute, the absolute range on that man. He can do a weird-looking-faced sad fella. He can do a weird-looking-faced happy fella. Ah. He can, and he, he can do any sort of range as long as it's a weird-looking fella. Phenomenal. Um, yeah, really enjoyed that film. Very satisfying. TV show, Ben. It was a TV show. Uh, yeah, I keep saying film. Sorry. Very satisfying TV show. From from start to finish, perfectly paced. Great payoff. Two excellent kind of climaxes. Yeah. Excellent twists and turns. Excellent twists um, and turns. Even the supporting characters who, when they were introduced, I was thinking, oh, no, I'm not going to like any of these. I ended up liking each and every one of them by the end Every of last one of them. Even um, the villain, the white dragon, was a real arsehole. So compelling to watch, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the worst part about it. You're there watching going, what's going on with this guy? What's this guy's mm. deal? Like, mm. subtly subtly hinted at in the early episodes, slowly built towards him being an absolute asshat of a human being. Yeah. Really and no good just bloke. fucking great, man. Like, what a Another film. very... Or TV, TV series. <laughs> Another, I thought, good TV series this year and a real return to form. And I would say even more than a return to form, probably the best it's ever been was Stranger Things season four. I, I think... Uh, so, no great fan of, of Stranger Things am I, Michael? And I've actually skipped most of them, but I did watch season four, part one of Stranger mm. Things. And I went, this is a lot better than season one when I watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was. I think those actors have really come into their own and made it a series worth watching. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed season four. Overlong, as so many things are these days. Yeah. Overlong and, you know, we had three episodes of, as we complained about at the time, we had three episodes of Eleven in the most stereotypical high school bullying scenario we've seen since the film Carrie. It's funny, like Eleven... Is essentially a glorified plot device at this at uh, device, which is a very Irish way of saying device. device, Um, She's she's a a plot device essentially, and I I think they missed the beat when they over egg her stories. We're just like, no, I don't care all that much about. Unfortunately, that entire subplot with uh, with Mike and the gang. Yeah, and they could you know could have done without all of them. But look, we're kind of complaining about what was probably my no, second was very or third favorite TV show of the year. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, it was very very good, very enjoyable. I watched. I, I finally dipped my toe into the Game of Thrones universe, Michael. And I watched House of the Dragon. I thought that was very good. Oh yes, I watched I the entirety of House of the Dragon. I went, oh, this is very fucking good. Um, and I asked some people that I trusted, should I go back and watch Game of Thrones? They're like, no, that was no, no, arguably better it. than the last four seasons of Game of Thrones. Mm, yeah, definitely. It, yeah, it's it, it felt about as good as season maybe two or three of Game of Thrones. Yeah. When Game of Thrones was really hitting its stride. But, Benjamin, I think that we're going to agree on the favourite TV show of the year. I think we are as year. well. I think that our favourite TV show of the year came a little bit as a surprise from, of all people, Benjamin, Apple TV. Yes, a real dark horse, Michael. Really? We should we should point out before we go any further. We're, this isn't a bit. We haven't agreed no, no. this beforehand. We, we haven't spoke about this. Yeah, this, is, this is this is off the cuff. Um, yeah, this is supposed to be unnatural. But um, yeah, my favorite TV. I, I wish I could now look up something fast enough. Some shite that was on Apple TV. <laughs> um, uh, hold on. My favorite <laughs> TV show of the year, Benjamin. I'm furious. Oh, the internet's letting me down. 
Um, oh, fuck it. It was Severance. <laughs> it was Severance. Severance fucking smashed it out of the park as a high concept sci-fi show. Um, nothing fantastical about it. Um, a little bit, Benjamin. You can't be going sorry, separ- separating people's brains into no, no, two separate but I, characters. I mean, no, no great, no great jaw-dropping set moments. No explosions. No, oh, yeah, yeah, no. heightened tensions. Very personal, high-concept sci-fi about a, a real, a real debate on private versus uh, public lives. You know, yeah. what are you entitled to in a workspace? Um, mm. I mean, touching on a lot of the themes that were being discussed post-COVID, I suppose, um, you know, in, in the wake of work from home and stuff like that, what, what does a corporation have a right to demand of you? Um, exactly. And how far would you go to separate yourself from your corporate life? Mm. Um, harrowing stuff. Uh, ben Stiller's TV directorial debut or series directorial debut. I don't know if we can call it TV if it's on Apple TV. Mm. But... Uh, yeah, phenomenal stuff. Like, again, when we talk about cast there, Michael, phenomenal casting across the board. Very good performance by weird-looking fella Adam Scott. Adam Scott just keeps getting better with age, Michael. Anything he's in, I'll watch. Just, Literally anything. Anything. Anything he's in. I have watched his graduation video six or seven times now, Michael. It was great. I had never heard of Brit Lower before, Ben, but I thought she was very, very good as the kind of new girl in the office. Yeah, she makes a phenomenal one. I, I think, again, it's funny. I talked about the Banshees of Inish Aaron and kind of that slow creeping dread, Michael. Nothing captured atmosphere and tension quite like this show. Mm. Um, her, her, in particular, her attempts to escape were, were amazing. Yeah. Just really, really weird stuff where she constantly had to go back. I think uh, spoilers for the for the show there very, very quickly. Um, but I think the love story between Irving and Bert uh, was phenomenal. This this bizarre kind of love story that was going on. Great stuff. The standout for me, I think, despite all the the great performances from the likes of Adam Scott and Britt Lower, bloody Tramel Tramel Tillman, uh, Milchik, the the enforcer. Phenomenal. Very good. Phenomenal. Him Great and show. Zach Cherry playing off each other. Mind-blowing stuff. The um, only disappointment I had with the Ben is I thought that was a bit of a weak ending. There was a little bit of a weak ending, Michael, but hopefully we'll get to see it rebuilt in season two. Very good, Benjamin. Let's talk about the TV. Again, not the worst TV show of the year, just the TV show that most disappointed us of the year. And again, for TV shows, we're mixing everything in together, comic book and otherwise. Yeah, I I mean, for me, Moon Knight. Yeah, uh, well, the Moon, Moon Knight takes it for me. Yeah, so Moon, Knight's, Moon Knight's the champion for me as well. Yeah. Um, I think... You know, I didn't go in with much expectation to anything this year, Michael, but I just expected more from Marvel TV. Mm. I, I really did. And I know that's silly. I know that's a, a pointless thing to say. Um, You know, to expect anything from a show is, is a bit silly. But I just didn't think it was their best work. And, you know, a lot of them started out strong. I really thought... She-Hulk was going to be better than it was by the end. 
Steve Hilk started out quite alright other than the kind of man-hating in the first episode I didn't even mind that as much as you did um, yes because you hate men Benjamin I, well, I just hate myself Michael and I happen to be yeah, a man it's um, all part of the thing it's all part of the it's a whole of part of, it's a very complex the human psyche Michael a mystery to this day no one will ever understand it. No one will ever understand it, Michael, except maybe AI. I think that's making some pretty good strides. Uh, yes, or yeah. Sigmund Freud. Or Sigmund Freud. He seemed to have a good uh, inside Cigars and penises and the like. I think it was all penises, yeah. I think it was all penises, Michael. I think that's what he was getting at. It's all penises. It's written on his gravestone, as far as I remember. <laughs> Sigmund um, Freud. It's all penises. <laughs> it's all penises. Uh, but I think... I think that's what made them so disappointing for me because I had a similar experience with Moon Knight where the first two episodes of Moon Knight made me genuinely excited. Mm. And I said, fuck yeah, this is going to be a weird, dark, schizophrenic, all over the place, unreliable narrator story. And then it essentially turned into a weird, prolonged series of the Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah, just weird skits. And there was one episode where they were exploring a tomb and it just... The, it was what? just dull. That episode in the tomb dull. was fucking bananas. Or the episode where they went through the desert in Egypt, bumping into various characters who never showed up again and played no impact on the plot. Just and then the, the bizarre one pinnacle. where they go to talk to the arms dealer. Yes, that's the one I'm talking. Oh, about. Oh, that's that the one just, you're talking about. Yeah, okay, it was dreadful. It was dreadful, boring stuff. Benjamin, I think maybe because our our this podcast deep connection to Moon Knight probably meant it was inevitable we would be disappointed by it. But what I was hoping for was season one of Legion combined with season season one of Daredevil. But I thought that's what we were getting. Yeah, that's what it looked. Imagine then if we had got season one the the weird psychedelic trippiness of season one of Legion mixed with the real life hard hitting violence of season one of Daredevil with Oscar Isaac. So I I think we almost got that in places because there are certain episodes. Funnily enough, like season episode one and two. Phenomenal. Good good TV. Weird character. Excellent use of plot. You know, really interesting switches in narrative. There's a little bit of a mystery for us to try and figure out, you know, why is he missing dates that he set up? Why is he mm. slick enough to set up dates in one scene but not slick enough to set them up in another? You know, there's a lot of cool hints there at what we're going to get from Moon Knight. I think at certain points in the story, we might have gotten a better show. Hmm. You know, I didn't hate the the asylum scenes because I think they had a little bit of the grain of episode one and two in them. What I couldn't yeah, stand yeah. were the filler episodes in, in the desert or in the pyramids or stuff like that. I couldn't understand why they kept going back to it that. Just swung wildly all over the place. Like a lot of things this year, Ben, the tonally all over the place. All over the shop. There wasn't a Marvel show that didn't disappoint me this year to the point that in next year's Mickey's they probably won't even make it into the most disappointing because I wasn't I had such low expectations for them. But there was one other show this year that that disappointed me quite substantially. Go on. Um, and even more so because it was kind of something that I had just discovered before it came out it was Paper Girls. Yeah, Paper Girls was a bit of a mess, wasn't it? Yeah, I really had high hopes for Paper Girls. But at the end of the day, Moon Knight is my choice as well, Benjamin. It was easily the most disappointing show of the year. Benjamin! Yeah? Let's move on to Bad Egg of the Year. Ah, Michael, I think without shadow of a doubt, uh, for me, it has nothing to do with pop culture whatsoever. Um, Go on. Elon Musk. Bad Egg. (laughs) Bad Egg of the Year. Just a fucking dopey pillock. 
<laughs> He's just causing a ruckus. My my vote, Benjamin, my choice for bad egg of the year for 2022 is the upper management of Warner Brothers. Ah, oh, man, otherwise known as Coalmasters Supreme. What in the holy hell are they doing? <laughs> what are they doing? Uh, Ezra Hell. Miller might be up there. They they might be up there as as bad egg of the year as well. Maybe. Oh, you know what? I think we might have to give it to Ezra Miller. I think we might have to give it to Ezra Miller. In in the past, we have looked for people who are notably low in the the, the moral character area, and they they really take the biscuit on that. Uh, yeah. They got up to all kinds of shenanigans this year, and it just it was it was not good. They they were not good people. Bringing the good name of Barry Allen into disrepute. How dare they! And putting the entirety of the DCU on the line. Well, this is the thing, right? So I think I think this is where we can probably cast the spotlight of shame back onto the Warner Brothers executives because they've cut huge, almost finished films like Batwoman. Finished? From the roster. Batgirl, sorry. Batgirl, Batgirl from the yeah, roster. Yeah. But they kept... They still haven't pulled the plug on Flash. Mm. And they Some should. Weird, yeah. Because they're axing everything to do with the Snyderverse. So they don't even need it for continuity. And I don't see how they think Ezra Miller's involvement is going to work in their favour. So I suppose we could give it to a combined bad egg of of Warner Brothers (laughs) projects and management. The the team up of Warner Brothers projects involving Ezra Miller. That's bad egg of the year. Bad egg of the year. Ezra Miller. Dose of a human being. I didn't read a lot of comics this year. I read a ton, Michael. Did you? Well, I mean, I did read quite a few, but I didn't read many mainstream ones, so it's hard to pluck out. Uh, I really only, I have just one, there's one that stands out to me as the most interesting thing that I've read this year that I'm going to remember. Would you like to hear what it is? Go on! It was, Benjamin, one that recommended to me by you. It was the six sidekicks of Buster Scruggs. Ah, that was a classic, wasn't it? It was a real good comic for us. Um, We really enjoyed enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Again, another one of those things this year that I didn't think I was going to like. But it ended um, up being very bloody good. But it ended up being very good and very enjoyable and stuck in my mind to the point that when I'm... Even with the benefit of recency bias, it's still kind of won out for my favourite thing of the year. That's pretty strong. Like, that's... It, it was pretty early in the year, wasn't it? It uh, mi- At least midway. Mm. At least midway, Michael. Um, I'm trying oh, to Benjamin, think... We- we had a last minute uh, nominee for Bad Egg of the Year. It was Jennifer Lawrence claiming she invented the concept. Oh, of yeah. What the fuck was that? <laughs> what the fuck was that? Look, there's no point us dogpiling on. The internet has thoroughly the internet has, have it. Yeah. And as they should. What a silly <laughs> fucking thing to say. It was cla- That was a brilliantly, brilliantly stupid thing to say. Uh, just very thick. Um, But I mean uh, We've seen a lot of that Over the last few years People are very disrespectful Of the past When they're bigging themselves up For how progressive they are Like uh, it it still upsets me How much credit Black Panther got For being the first Black superhero And there's Blade in the corner Just tapping his katana On the floor Being like okay Tapping his katana There's Spawn There's a You know It it was a shite film But there's poor old Steel there's that's hard to say. Poor El. There's poor El Steel. Steel, yeah. Anyway, ah, sorry. Look at Steel over there in the corner having look an awful Steel, time. No one even fucking remembers him. Like ah, Benjamin. Poor El Steel. Yeah. Poor El Steel. Who is your favourite comic of the year? Sorry. Uh, I think it's a bit of a toss-up, Michael. I've, I've been reading quite a few here and there. Um, 
I really enjoyed a bizarre webcomic adaptation from Image Comics called Kill Six Billion Demons. I've never heard... Oh, that <laughs> sounds great. Uh, yeah, we'll be doing it on Collecting Issues next year in the new year, Michael, so uh, oh, you'll be good, able to sink exciting. your teeth into it there. I think that was very good. I really, really enjoyed that. It's it's kind of a, a bizarre cosmic odyssey to do with angels and demons, and but it's it's filtered in through kind of... Sumerian myth and stuff. Oh, very good, Michael. Oh, very, very good. Okay, very bizarre, tasteful stuff. Very, very good. Um, I really enjoyed Once and Future this year, Michael. I got, I got into Once and Future, and I think their volume three and four came out this year, and I thought those were phenomenal. That's the bizarre Arthurian Arthur, myth, yeah, yeah mm. kind of saga. And I, I really, really like those. But I tell you, one of the things I enjoyed the most for its sheer, I suppose, classic superheroiness. Uh, would probably be Nightwing leaping into life. Oh, you did enjoy that, and you made me read it, and I was very upset with you. Yeah, you didn't enjoy it at all, I don't think. No, I was like, why are you making me read mainstream Batman stuff? Yeah, what the fuck is this? Why am I reading I'm mainstream much, Batman stuff? I'm much too edgy for mainstream Batman stuff. Yeah, so I, I think I kind of... I, I, there's a, The hipster in me, the comic book hipster in me, Michael, is screaming what? at me. Uh, at the moment but I, I think I probably would pick Leaping Into Light as one of my favourite reads of the year very good Benjamin yeah. Benjamin our final award of the year is whose year was it anyway <laughs> yeah so who's the winner of who's the winner of 2022 yeah in previous years Benjamin it was Kevin Feige Kevin Feige he's not winning it this year I tell you that much he's not, he's not winning it this year Benjamin none of the previous winners are winning it this year other no. previous winners include Chris Pratt oh god did he win well, Benjamin, remember when he had Guardians of the Galaxy, Jurassic World? Yeah, do you remember you when he was a decent human being? Throw a rock without hitting something amazing that Chris Pratt was in. Now, not so much. I'll tell you what, Ben. Yeah. Do you have any nominations? I think I, I have a one that I think is a pretty clear one. I, Just I, in terms of social media and pop culture presence, especially in the genre sphere. Do you mean Jenna Ortega? No, I wouldn't have said Jenna Ortega. Next year, I think, might be Jenna Ortega's year. Uh, she, might reach strat- stra- she might reach stratospheric levels. Exactly. Uh, by that stage. Yes, very good. Um, uh, but I'm not sure, what? Michael. I, I struggle to be positive, as you know. Um, I think the person whose year it is, Benjamin, and this is a person who kind of, if not exclusive to the genre that we so enjoy, or the genres that we so enjoy, kind of made their name in horror, science fiction and superhero stuff. Go on. And is now one of the biggest superstars in the world. I think the the, the winner of 2022 has to be one Florence Pug. Ah, yeah, that's a good shout, isn't it? Florence kind of won this year. In terms of sheer pop culture victory, in terms of current affairs victory, Michael, the, the bizarre culture war that broke out around Don't Worry Darling. Hmm. And she came out of it smelling like roses, Michael. Absolutely shit will not stick to Florence Pug. And nor should it. She's great. Well, we don't know that for a fact. Maybe shit doesn't stick to her. Since we've we've buried ourselves over the likes of genuinely awful, abhorrent human being Chris Pratt, (laughs) um, who won this award before. It might be a bit much, but go uh, on. No, 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 no. I think he's a real piece of work. Um, he's a prat, in a way. He's a bit of a prat, living up to the namesake, as it were. Uh, but yeah, I, I would go with Florence Pugue. 
Um, Very that's a good, good shout. I'm sure she'll be delighted to know she won the particular accolade. Well, ladies we won't text her and say we've given you the Mickey. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, look, as we said, these are our favourites, but what are Ours. your favourites? What did yes, you think exactly. of the year? This is where we really want to hear from you on the Discord, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to skip all the other social media stuff. We want to what? hear it from you live and in charge. Get in touch with us on the Discord. It's down there in the link down below. Pop up on it. Just, just let us know. Just let us know what you thought. Did you agree with our picks? Disagree with our picks? Uh, there's the categories. We might post them into the Discord so that you can oh, will we? give us your picks ourselves. Well, I'll do it. That sounds like a task for me. Okay, yeah. you're going to do it, no, are you? I'll, I'll do it. I have them oh, here very written good. in front of me, so... I may as well. You can't vote on them because I forgot to do that before the actual episode. (laughs) You're the best social media guy we've ever had. (laughs) Um, And that's why I get paid the zero bucks. Uh, Zero bucks. (laughs) So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is it from us. Thank you very much for listening to us all bloody year. Um, our least consistent year ever babe. our least consistent year ever ladies and gentlemen which we really which which I really apologise for far more my fault than than young Mickles over there um, I'm not young or apologetic or apologetic in either way um, but uh, yeah thank you very much for sticking with us and thank you very much for listening to all our podcasts this isn't the end of the, the year so far this very Wednesday uh, we'll be doing an episode of Collecting Issues where we'll be taking a look at Klaus Volume 1 by Grant Morrison and Dan Mora so if you want what one last Santa little Claus hit sexy. one last little hit of that Michael and Benjamin sauce just uh, go give that a listen <laughs> Merry Christmas one and all see you in January see you in January goodbye goodbye